It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Range Time is a bi-weekly podcast talking about guns, gear, and the shooting lifestyle. Opinions expressed may or may not be those of our parent company, sponsors, or advertisers. It's the Range Time Podcast. All right, we're back. Well, that's a little hot. That's a little, a little loud. There we go. That's better. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Range Time, a bi-weekly look at guns, gear, and the shooting lifestyle. I am your host, kind, lovable John Smith. Oh, give yourself your own title. I know. Well, I've been told. I've been told that I'm. I come off as abrasive. Um, I did. A, Who I did, said that? I did vilify an entire city in uh, in the state of Washington. But aside from that, I'm a lovable guy. I like. I like to think. As long as you're not in the Northwest. You know what? I just want to cuddle. Is that all right? Jim York. Maybe later. The host of this cuddle party. Uh, my co-host Jim York. Um, where do you work now? I don't know. Are we Actually, give, no. We, fun we fact: to, I am black. I'm back with Black Rifle, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> what? Doing some consulting stuff for them. Are we still going to give away that thing? Yes, absolutely. Because we didn't do that last. No, time. we did not. Because that episode got messed up. So what? Uh, yeah, what, so what do you have? It is the Range Medic by My Medic, which is a med kit. You know, your first aid kit that's going to cover anything from minor to catastrophic out on the range. And what's what's in it? Just give me an example. Like like I mean you've got anywhere can from you, can you patch a hole to tourniquets to chest seal to quick clot, all the good stuff. Outstanding. Yeah. And I know Mike, who's usually with us, kinda helped you guys design that, right? He, well, he, he gave you a little bit we're of We're actually designing one specific to what like kind of the what he had pointed out what would be used in like the line of duty. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah, he tore it apart and was like, This, this, this. That's all we need. I want this on my belt. <laughs> He's funny like that. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Whoa, okay. So uh Jim York with us of course and uh joining us today I've got uh, I've got my good friend uh Al uh, should we should we just call you Al? You can Car- call me Alan. Al Carpenter. You can, can we call use me your Alan. full name? Yeah, you can use my full name. That's All right, fine. we just—he goes by the nickname Carp. I hope I'm—I hope I'm cool to use the nickname. Oh, you've earned it. You're good. Because uh, Carp, I'll call him Al. I don't Carp know. is from Lone Star Training. What is the official title? Lone Star Training. Lone Star Training. Yep. And uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah, it is a uh, an upstart. You just decided one day, you and your buds, we're going to start your own uh, pistol training course. Right. So we decided to kind of start our pistol, rifle, and combat or medical kind of. Uh, training course like we saw the lack of training that was going on with civilians and within law enforcement i'm current law enforcement right now prior military in the marine corps and i saw a lot of current defects that's been going on in the training industry so i kind of wanted to to help people out so you're an officer of the law now yes uh we won't say who you're with because you're not speaking on behalf of that specific department but what is what is your job with the department so right now I'm a uh, training officer. So I train oh, all the cadets uh, that are coming into uh, into the career as well as um, our in service. So so I'm just training. I'm training. My, training is my full time job, and then I have this training company also. So and then you're you're a marine as well. That's right. Yeah. And what was your job in the Marine Corps? So in the Marine Corps I was a uh, thirty five thirty one, which is pretty much a, a motor T operator. So I drive around, uh, but. 
cool thing about that is I got tasked to train with all the MARSOC guys and the SF guys because nice. our, our unit got uh, stationed. They weren't deployed anymore, so we got able <laughs> gotcha. to, to, to get all the trainings that we needed to from them. So, so late last year, uh, when, we were, when we were doing the old podcast, uh, uh, Carp reached out and invited me to come take uh, one of his courses. It was, it was an advanced <laughs> – I'm, I'm laughing because it was very clearly marked as an advanced pistol course. Yes, we advertise it as an advanced. We and this is I something mean, you still teach, right? Yes, we, we actually got a advanced one coming up here, probably in the next couple of months. Uh, but yeah, we clearly have uh, advertised it as advanced. We're saying, hey, this is advanced stuff. Was, I think it was one, one of my first or second courses I, that I've ran. I think it was the second. Is second, what you were yeah. And you've been doing the and yeah, this was it's been it's been about six to eight months since this happened you've done so you've done a few of these since then right yeah so i've done uh, quite a bit of courses and i try to pump them out about every month um before i get too far down the rabbit i'm going to tell you the story of that of that day it's <laughs> yeah, like there was a pause of... because okay so i went to this course <laughs> and they advanced and there it was okay. well it was very <laughs> oh, clearly labeled as advanced okay and keep in mind this is my first time meeting carp this is my first time meeting his staff yeah yeah um i was there by myself i didn't know anybody else on the range and i made good friends with with Half the people I was training with that day, because uh, we had to split the class in two. And okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll get to that. That's that's. I mean, we're only four minutes in, but hot damn, was this a was this an exciting day? Uh, it, it, we'll get to that in just just a minute. But I want to get back to um, the the idea to start training civilians. So you're training you're training officers of the law. You're training. Uh, future police officers, you're trained current police officers. How much of that knowledge carries over to the civilian world? I mean, I, I am a civilian. I've never, I've never been a cop. I've never been in the military, but I have spent the majority of my adult life dealing, uh, on a, on a private level with, with the military, with police officers. So I am, I'm very familiar with, with their tactics and their terminology. And so I almost don't understand what, the way person would would consider, you know where I'm going with this? Do you, does that understand? You know, right, right, right. So, you know, and one of the big things, like training civilians, Utah is a big uh, concealed carry uh, state. A lot of people have concealed carry guns and, and they're carrying weapons around. Then when I found out when I was uh, being an instructor on the firearms range up uh, for where I work, I noticed that a lot of people... Um, they need to work on certain aspects. Right. And here in Utah, it tends to be you get a concealed carry gun, you got your gun, now you're good. And you don't, people don't tend to work on things actually that will save their life. And it's a perishable skill. So even if you knew it once upon a time. Well, yeah, it's that whole muscle memory and all, and and knowing how that gun functions. I remember. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. One of the first things Al asked me was, what do you want to learn today? What do you want to get out of this? And my my big thing that day was I I want to be like I'm watching I'm watching Carp and I'm watching his instructors and just their their steps as they would, you know, high elbow, low elbow mm-hmm. and they would draw out. I wanted I just wanted that confidence. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. Like it was just like, you know, I'm a little slow. I'm okay being yeah. slow on the draw, but just that confidence level of I'm doing hand motions as if people can see me. <laughs> yeah, this, this is not TV. Hey, dog. it's all right. I do it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing the high elbow, low elbow, and I'm and I'm and I'm like, man, they like these guys are just so confident and just you know, I that's what I wanted. Right. Like, 
you know, tight groupings and all that, sure, that's great. But I just want to look cool. <laughs> Right, like I want to. Like, we can work on the actual <laughs> shooting <laughs> later. The as long down as it looks good on the down Instagram. the range just yeah. later. Yeah, I just, exactly. <laughs> um, and but these guys, they were very well disciplined, and and I noticed that that carried over pretty quickly to most of of the class. So when you're when you're upstarting and you're and you're getting into civilians, how like people don't realize that, especially in Utah, when you get a conceal and carry, it doesn't require any training. Yeah, does you, it? To carry a, to carry a gun, you need to be familiar with the laws of when and where you can carry, and that's it. You don't even have to have a gun to have the concealed. No, right. yeah, fact, you, which is crazy. I know several people who don't who yeah. don't have the who don't have a gun yet they have a concealed carry permit. Yep, right, and and it's only a four hour because I teach concealed carry classes too, and it's only a four hour block, and and it's it's just insane to me, or, or it's hard for me to kind of stomach. Hey, you only got a four hour block. Of training as far as like the laws, but do you really know how to manipulate that firearm in a stressful stressful situation? Because in all honesty, like we don't rise to the level of our um, to the capabilities. Like we don't magically get this. Oh yeah, now I'm going to be like Chris Kyle and start shooting and doing good stuff. We fall back to the level of tra- level of our training. Yep. And yeah. that's that's kind of what drove me and and Brett. To kind of create this this training, we I recognized, hey, you know, this training for civilians is really really expensive, five six hundred bucks just to go to for one day course, two like day course. Like when you're talking about like front sight or, or front sight, TWS or any of these, you know, yeah, major brand. You they're know. all and they're all great. Like I'm a front sight member, I'm a TWS member. I've taken courses at at all of those, but. Yeah, you're right. It's very expensive. Very expensive. And I noticed, hey, you know what? This is civilians. They need this to really survive. Like our motto is train to live. Like we we do medical courses. We do shooting stuff. And it's like really you need to train to live because in the end of the day, you're not going to fall fall back. You're not going to have that magic knowledge of, of shooting. Right. So so it's just basic concepts of that. And that's, that's kind of really the upstart of why I did it. I didn't do it for the money. I did it just so I could teach people how to be safer with firearms. How did you pick your instructors? Like I know, are they all with the same department that you're with? So for the most part, they're all with the same department. I kind of uh, vetted me and, and Brett, the guy that kind of co-founded um, uh, Lone Star Training. We were on the uh, critical instance response team uh, in our department. And it was actually really funny how the name Lone Star comes up. Cause everybody thinks that we're from Texas. Right. I, so, okay. I was waiting for this explanation. <laughs> right, right? Time, I'm like, we, we were like Lone Star, Utah. Cool. Okay. Go on. Well, see, I, <laughs> see, I identify as Texan. So it's 2019. a brave new world. Yeah, Jim. Exactly. We're all, we're all just trying to figure it out. I'm Alaskan by trade. No, we, uh, me and uh, Brett, we were, we were part of the critical incident response team, and we went to, we got slated to go to this training, active shooter training, down in Texas, and that, and this is kind of the first time that a lot of, um, that me and him were able to go out of state because our department, they're they're cheap, they don't really want to pay for out of state training, so we kind of rubbed it in our coworkers' faces. We call, we were the training, uh, the training officers, and we kind of call ourselves Lone Star Training, Lone Star Training. So then it just kind of stuck, um, and it's kind of homage to, to really the training on our, our incident response team and active shooter days. So. What part of Texas? We went to San Marcos. Okay. Went to San Marcos for, uh, for a week, did some active shooter stuff there, and then cool. um, went to Burnett last year as well. Right. 
Uh, yeah, because when you go to Texas, there you you, you got to be very specific. Where you, there's like right. five sections of Texas where it's like, where'd you go, Galveston? Oh, yeah. it's not Texas. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you talking right, about? Right, right. Open uh, the Panhandle, beyond. Yeah. After being there, yeah, back and forth with Black Rifle, I learned that very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be very. One thing I've never understood about Texas is why are there so many picnic areas? Have you ever noticed that? So I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth, and it was like. One, there's like major mega churches everywhere I went. That, yes, there's yeah. a lot of that. And as I'm driving around, I notice there's like, hey, it's another picnic area. Hey, it's a picnic pavilion. Hey, look, there's, it's like, <laughs> it's like you go to Wisconsin, there's a bar on every corner. Yeah. You go to Utah, there's a church on every corner. Texas, we like to have picnics. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I can't hold them against, like, don't hold it against them. They just want to get out. <laughs> just want to get out. <laughs> just want to have a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, back. I, back I haven't really actually noticed that, but okay. Next time you go, next <laughs> yeah, time you're in Texas, or if those of you are from Texas and you're listening, explain. explain. There's too many picnic tables. There is like a ten to one picnic table cap per capita. See, and I was always in San Antonio, so I don't, I don't remember recalling. They are they that. they don't have the same love of picnic tables as DFW. It's not. They're closer. Well, I don't know if they're closer to the ocean, but it's humid as hell there. So nobody wants to be outside. <laughs> nobody wants that. It's too humid for a picnic, son. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, the bread will be mushy. It's too many gosh damn picnic tables. All right. I'm just. I'm hey, just God, I'm you just, just rag on cities. Huh? No, I'm like, listen, first Seattle, now I, just the whole no, state. No, of Texas. no, 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 don't, don't, you, don't you, you put don't that evil mess on with me? Texas. Yeah. No, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> I love the state of Texas. There's just too many picnic okay. tables. I'm just, not, I'm just saying. John Smith, not a picnic fan. <laughs> not a picnic fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of picnics. That's fine. All right? Let's go back to training. <laughs> right, right. John hates picnics. John is getting upset. So when you, so you make this decision, and then you, you kind of implement. How have things changed from the first course when I, when I went last saw you to now? Like, what, what have you changed along the way? So we have changed quite a bit. We've grown. I mean, I, this is uh, just year one uh, going into year two. We've grown. We've refined our, our classes. We've made it very clear on the skill sets um, that are required to, to join because that was a big uh, eye-opener. Like, as yeah, we'll, far get as, like, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, you can't see my emotions, but I'm like, yes, what? <laughs> Tell me. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've done – we're doing some other courses. We're just trying to uh, branch out, you know. I mean, I got this um, – War, um, Warhog Tactical. He's coming out this May. We're doing a collaboration course. He's a former SF guy. Cool. Yeah. So like, I'm super stoked to get that guy out here. Uh, Rick. He, I mean, he does amazing. So things. what? What do you teach in that? So like, you've got you know, obviously, you know, draw, acquire, front sight, you know, your your basics. But when you're taking a class like that, like, what kind of stuff are we learning? So we're gonna learn like. Um, Movement, movement, and shooting and movement, uh, using cover, concealment. Uh, Rick's also going to focus on a lot of his stuff that he teaches, a lot of the dry fire, better presentation stuff that he's learned in the uh, special forces teams that he's kind of helped other people. Um, I mean, it's just going to be kind of a mix between his and and my kind of style as far as teaching. So I, I do, I tend to do a lot of shooting and moving, um, shooting under uh, concealment, cover stuff like that. Um, I, I think that's super important because in the end of the day, you know, when you're getting in that gunfight or whatever, you need to be able to shoot and move, get into con- cover. Yeah, stuff you're like that. you're not going to be able to square off or do a weaver right. stance all the time if you're, well, you're exactly dealing with the situation. And it's so crazy. Like I I take that kind of stuff for granted. I, I'm you know just being surrounded in the industry, whatever else. And I put my mom's a school teacher. I put her in the scenario of, hey, you're inside your classroom. Where are you going to stand? 
you're gonna like you have Wait, your gun what? on you. Yeah, and she's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, where are you gonna go in your classroom? Well, they tell us to go to this corner. I'm like, why would you do that? Because they told you, you to. You just presented yourself as a target. Yeah, go here. And she's like. That makes way more sense. <laughs> right. Like, hey, the, the, yeah, it was just like, he can't get in to shoot, and you've got a clear shot at whoever, I, I'm saying him, he or she. It's, it's, it's <laughs> right. a new world, <laughs> We're all figuring it out. The, yeah, the shooter, like, he can't, he can't, damn it, I'm doing it again. Um, the shooter identifies sh- as a panda bear, yeah, so okay. you, you have to respect panda that. Panda can't shoot you, you, yeah, and you can shoot panda. I saw somewhere like a great um, – if you're ever in a an indoors active shooter situation and like you need to barricade the door. So you're not armed or maybe you are armed, right. but you're you're in a room and you don't want to present yourself as a target. If you're a civilian, you don't necessarily need to engage the target. You just want to – you want to seek shelter. Right. Yeah. You don't need to be the hero. But somebody came up with the – you know, somebody's like, take your belt and wrap it around the elbow hinge that's at the top of the door. So that way, when somebody tries to push the door open, the door won't open. I'm like, God, that is brilliant. Like, before somebody told me that, like, that never would have dawned on me. Yeah, you were dead right, right. now. <laughs> like, uh, well, I, you we, know, don't, and, we don't have those in here, but. Yeah. yeah, and it depends on what kind of door it is. And that's just something that I like to think about and teach. When I, I taught a couple of high schools, active shooter stuff, me and Brett, and I was like, yeah, look at the doors. Look how they are. You know, if, if there's a hinge, man, you could take your belt or you could do something and block it. Number one thing is just avoid access. Avoid access to it. Block that door. Lock the door. Whatever you can. Barricade. Right. Yeah, because that guy's going to come through and like, oh, door's locked. Next. Exactly. And 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 that's what we saw in Virginia Tech. And Columbine. And Columbine. Same thing. Where they would go and you would see, like we have reports of the shooters looking through the windows, seeing people in there, but the door wouldn't open, so they just move along. Next. Yeah, exactly. Because they want easy targets. Right. They're, they're, they're not there to bust down doors or, or do anything. They just want easy targets. Now, if, if they're targeting someone specifically, obviously it's a different set of rules. So what, you know, I guess. I guess so that's don't be a bully. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about my experience at Lone Star. And uh, some of the people that were there made it a very entertaining day. But I'm also going to talk about how Lone Star handled that in an extremely professional manner. This is how this is how Carp won me over instantly. So we're going to talk about that coming up next. Oh, that was fast. That was a that was a quicken. What was that like 15 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe less? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. sure. <laughs> we don't hear the commercial when we record, right? But there was there's a commercial that just played. Go buy that oh. thing. <laughs> it may be go listen to that thing. I think it's it go do have, the thing that they said. Whatever, whatever, whatever KSL is telling you to do, do it because they're they're you know putting this podcast on. So, and if you would like to advertise, if you would like that to be you, uh, awesome. send me an email: jonsmith at ksl I won't sell you anything because I don't know how that works, but I will put you in touch with the people that do. Shameless so, plug. Shameless plug yeah. for myself. So uh, this was, I want to say, was it September, October? No, it was May. It, was it, is it are was we coming May. up on a year? Yeah, we're coming up on about a year. It was May. Holy cow, dude. Yeah, because uh, it was my second way one. off. <laughs> <laughs> way off. It's been a long year, man. Yeah, I got fired. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I can understand. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, yeah, it was cold. I remember... Um, so very first thing that happened is I, I did something stupid. 
As, no way. I know, right? That <laughs> never happens. Uh, I took my uh, I took my Springfield XD, which is my my favorite pistol, my my range pistol. I love this thing. I've put probably five hundred thousand rounds through this thing. Okay, love it to pieces. How dare you? You do you do not <laughs> you do, do you. not smack talk my XD. Hey, I've always Jim said York. whatever gun fits best for <laughs> what? that person. Why? What do you what do you shoot? I nope. We won't even get into it. But what? It's Glock 19. What? What are you talking about? Glock 19. Why? Because it's on TV. No. Because <laughs> have you? It seen? was on Justified. Marshall Raylan giving shoot. I don't even have a TV. How the hell would I know it's on TV? <laughs> you know how to know if somebody has a TV or not? Because if they don't, wait five minutes and they'll tell they'll, you. They'll, they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you though that I don't? Have a, no. Everybody has a TV. Actually, it's called no, their phone. I've known you for like three years, and that's the first time you've ever. Been <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's so much about Jim we don't know. Like we learn something new about him every time. I'm convinced he's a CIA operative. I can see that. My wife and I literally had that conversation. <laughs> like my wife, when we were talking about. Jim's the guy that put the Gatling gun on the Prius. Oh. You saw that video. Yeah, I did. That Jim did that. Oh, wow. I saw the video. Cool. Nice. Uh, so my wife and I are talking about that, and she's like, I'll bet he's in the CIA. <laughs> and I'm like, we'll never know, because he never tells us what he really does. <laughs> you will never he's, know. He's a man I, of mystery. I like yeah. to keep it that way. Keep guessing. <laughs> keep keeps <laughs> it coming back for more. So going back to uh, going back to range day, got my XD, um, and I'm I'm – Putting in my range rounds, my right. my my solids, and and uh, I slice my thumb open on the top of the mag. Just that little piece of folded sheet metal, slice my thumb open. That's weird. And I'm trying Clock to not have that problem. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to be cool about it, right? Because I'm like, okay, I want to make a good impression. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't want to, you know, it's like I've been here like five minutes. I want everybody to think I'm cool. And I've literally, I have got blood all. Over the place, like it looks like a like a patient just pulled an IV out oh, in the geez. hospital. Like it, this thing, so is like just you got to go crazy. Oh yeah, dude. No, I got like a wicked scar and everything. So let's hear like the actual backstory. Did you notice this and just like we threw like, a tourniquet on? No, I you... <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't remember this okay. part. Okay. Um, and one of your guys came and he's like, "Dude, you okay?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm good." And there's like literally <laughs> like it looks. No, listen. If this doesn't happen, that's like when you'd it, be worried. It looks like a polar bear just ate my hand. Jeez. Like, and there's like blood all over my mag. There's blood all over my pistol. I'm wearing my new tactical khaki <laughs> pants from Five Eleven because I wanted to look cool. They're covered in blood. Had to throw them away the next day. Makes looks like, really cool. Looks like the opening scene of Jaws, man. It was Jeez. horrible. So one of your guys patched me up. He's like, he's like, hey, uh, be be a little more careful next time. <laughs> And I'm just embarrassed. Like, I'm all right. I'm like, oh, man. All right. So I'm your the new Your face is redder than your thumb. I had no idea that just 10 oh, yards away from me are the most novice, inexperienced <laughs> oh, yeah. shooters I have ever seen. Like, one of these guys. There's five or six of them. Yeah, it was like a family. It was a whole family. Yeah. And literally, one of them brought the pistol that was still in the box. Well, awesome. and one of them even used mine. Like, I had to bring oh, an he, extra he, one. He, he didn't bring yeah, a gun. He didn't even bring a gun. Was I, this he, the I, old guy? Was this? No, this was the uh, the husband of one of them. Okay. I, yeah. So I, you've got you've I, got a husband like... and wife. You've got a, a grandpa. You've got a dad, an older gentleman. And you've got, like, four or five younger. And then you've got a teenager. So you've got, and like. What do you shoot? I shoot uh, Glock 17. Yeah. Listen, and high Glock, Glock <laughs> and high great. Glock's are great. No, no, just oh, keep going. High point. <laughs> your high point. I shoot my high point for classes. <laughs> I, I was I was assuming that was a joke. Um, 
And these guys, like, they'd spent some money. Like, he pulled out a six-hour, and, you know, they... They had, like, Kimber. Like, it was was a lot. They'd spent some money on the gun. However, uh, one of them didn't have a holster. No. Which was interesting because we were yep. doing we were doing draw drills. Just belt carry, whatever. He put it in his pocket. Sure. Uh <laughs> sure. <laughs> For safety glasses, they went to Harbor Freight. Yes. And I shit you not. <laughs> they were using the band like shop goggles. Awesome. Yeah, like it's a laboratory. Like, like, like they're doing a science experiment or like something. Like Mr. Wizard, like Bill Nye the Science guy. Now I got to do an edit. I'm trying to not do edit. It takes so much effort. But you've got Bill Nye the Science Guy glasses on this dude, and they're using that's like, a good look. Like they got um, style. I'm giving like them that ear pro that they looks like they bought at Harbor Freight. Like yeah. to, if you're cutting wood, sure. Like okay, I guess that works. Why not? But yeah, this is an advanced pistol course. I have no idea how they found you. Like, you're online, obviously. You have right. a website. You have a Facebook page. You have a phone number. Yeah. But how did they see this? And it clearly says advanced pistol course. How did they say, hey, you know what? That's uh, the one for me. We got it. Yeah, I have no idea. Here like, we go. If they can teach advanced, they'll teach beginners. They, so, Jeez, oh, yeah. What was going through your mind at that point? So this I got to know. Well, we're sitting there, and I'm sitting with uh, my cadre and of trainers, and we're like, "Yeah, this 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 isn't gonna go well." Because, you know, in the beginning of the course, I like to do, you know, some of the basic fundamentals to kind of get down, um, you know, draw stroke and sight picture. It's like okay, but as we f- go move, moving on, like we ended up shooting out of my jeep, like we ended up doing shooting around stuff, like, and and we we sat there, and I was like, "There's this group," I'm like, "I don't know." This is my first, you know, my second class. I, I taught law enforcement the day be, uh, prior, and, I mean, it was it, it was a lot easier uh, as far as, like, explaining stuff, not having to worry about weapons manipulation. But this one's like, how do I split it? How do I give the people that paid for this class that are, are currently, you know, that are advanced to to get a good experience? And how do I tailor it to this other, you know, family? Because half, almost... half of the group was clearly very skilled. Yeah, yeah, um, really good. And I'm kind of in the middle. Like, <laughs> like I'm right in between the two groups because, yeah, I don't consider myself an excellent shooter by any means. But you had one group that was clearly very knowledgeable of of what we were doing, right? And then this other group, and I literally told one of your instructors, "I'm like, I would really like to not get shot today." Like, yeah, <laughs> these guys were making me nervous. It yeah. was, it was insane. Yeah, it Is was this loaded. <laughs> it, it was bad, and and I was. I felt really bad, and, and this was my first time as a business owner really kind of com- confronting with this problem. Like, do I tell them that paid, hey, you need to go away, and we'll do another basic right. class later, or or kind of how it works? And uh, luckily, I mean, we ended up kind of talking and said, okay, this is kind of what we're going to do. We're going to split it in half. I mean, it wasn't the greatest class. Like, I feel really bad, but we split it in half, and we had one group kind of teach basic, uh, basic pistol movements we're talking sight picture trigger squeeze we're talking things that 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 are just basic one-on-one pistol stuff right but it's funny how you take that stuff for granted right and hey don't put your uh don't put your finger in the trigger frame like, seriously trigger like, discipline yeah, that was like, the biggest thing that was one of the biggest things a big deal and you yeah yeah and i didn't Overlooked. realize i didn't realize how much i i took it for granted and and a lot of people so we actually ended up kind of like having two relays like one was an advanced relay and one was the basic relay. 
It was great, though. Um, one thing that and, and the way that you guys handled that, like seriously. So, like, I'll be honest. Like, I show up and I see this going on, and I'm, I'm, and I'm like, okay, these guys are in way over their head. Like, right. they don't. They don't. They're not going to be able to do this. I don't know how they're going to teach an advanced pistol course when they've got this shit sandwich over here. I did it again <laughs> when they've got this soup sandwich going on over here, and they've got a. You know, how are you going to make everybody happy when you don't have a middle ground? Right. And it never dawned on me to split the class. So you guys, you guys handled that excellent. You know, improvise, adapt, overcome. And you're like, okay, you guys, you're going to come over here. We're going to take two guys. We're going to have you guys do everything. And then they would bring us together after we would do our drills. And then we would all shoot at the same time. So anytime the range was hot, we were all shooting together. And that was when, that was the most entertaining part. Because oh, seeing sure. these guys shoot was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I sound like a dick when I say that. I sound like I'm being mean. But it was like, like one guy, the old guy was the best. <laughs> like, and I say old. Please don't take offense to that because when I say old, all I mean by that is older than me. Like, so I'm in my 40s. Jim, I don't know how old you are because you're a man of mystery. We'll keep it that way. <laughs> Carp, I think you're in your 30s, 40s, right? Yeah, 30s, yeah. 30s. So this guy was probably in his mid to late 60s. Okay. So not old, not like right. Grandpa Simpson old. Right. But he's older than me. He's very set in his ways. And... He's out there in just jeans and a hoodie, no pistol belt, no holster. No He's the nothing. pocket draw. He's the pocket draw. Yeah. You know, I'm out there. I'm I'm trying to look I'm trying to look like I know what I'm doing at yeah. least. You know, yeah. I got my I got my Kydex on, I got my pistol belt, I got my my mag pouches, you know. Everybody else is doing some really cool stuff. Um But this guy, he's like, I'll just put it in my pocket. <laughs> and the instructor's like, uh, uh, Oh no, let's not <laughs> let's just hold do it. that. And he's like why don't you just hold it? Like, you just <laughs> hold it as if it's in a holster. So the pistol was never out of his hands. So the rest yeah. of us are like, one, two, three. And he's just like, uh, and he just holds his arm out straight. And just bam, 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 yeah. bam, 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 bam. Um, and then he empties the mag into the paper target. And then he just walks back. Like, like he's like, what? I did later. it. I did what you told me Dumb. to do. Game over. Drop the mic. <laughs> and I was serious. I was getting ready for him to drop a mag and drop the pistol on the ground and walk away like he owned the joint. <laughs> like, I was just ready for that. Like, a he total mic cool. drop moment. And it kind of was. Yeah. But it was scary. Because uh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stand behind you because you're going to get somebody killed. But props to you guys and your team for handling these guys as well as you did. And And by the end of the day... They were they were pretty high speed, man. I mean, they were obviously no experts, but right. um, they were they they were very very safe, and they were. I will I will say this: they were knowledgeable about uh, what they were doing. Right, like, and they it, knew the basics. Yeah, and really think, well. Well, and I think that um, you know I give them credit for for you know maybe they shouldn't have signed up for an advanced class, but they signed up for training. You know, and then that's something that we're like that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'll give them props for at least signing up for and they, for something. And they stayed. They stayed the whole day, and, and I've I've got emails from them saying that they loved it, even though they, you know, we had to separate it and do stuff like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, okay, at least they came out with something. At least they 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 now know. Hey, first, maybe not sign up for an advanced class until you're at that advanced level, right? 
And they um, did all the same drills that we they, did. Yeah. Like we, we just kind of uh, we did fire maneuver drills, and they would they would do the same stuff that the rest of the group was doing. That's and awesome. and at the end of it, the end of the course, uh, Cart put together this really cool, uh, which was the most fun I had all last year. I'm not even going to lie; that was one of the most fun things <laughs> I did. We start. Uh, he pulled his jeep out onto the range, which, man, that must have been. Holy cow, don't tell your insurance company. Uh, yeah, hey, I was like, hey, oh, Geico? Well, yeah, there's a uh... bullet hole in my door. Um, which uh, I've actually done. <laughs> well, and then I'm hearing the stories later of, of people, other instructors that have shot at Jeeps and, or vehicles. And I'm like, oh, oh well, let's, let's hope it doesn't let's, happen. We did a, uh, I was doing a three-gun competition in St. George. And it was called the Hard as Hell competition. Oh, yeah. And it's one where you start behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. You fire out the window, you get out, you fire, uh, you go around, you draw the rifle out of the trunk, and then you got to go around, you got to shoot from the passenger side. You got to shoot three targets from over the roof of the car, then you got to get down below. And what you don't realize when you get down below and you're shooting from underneath the car, you got to shoot three targets at 500 yards. No, 300 yards from under the car. And that first shot kicks up all the dust and dirt. And so. You're just waiting to hear that gong. You know, mm-hmm. you're waiting to hear the plink. And I got lucky on that one because I had no idea what the hell I was shooting at. But got that first three shots. But when I was firing up above, uh, I I drew a little and then I pulled the trigger just a little bit too, <laughs> too fast. fast. And I put around right through the 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 very top portion of the door. And it went between the metal of the roof. And the upholstery on the interior, <laughs> and took out the dome light of this, <laughs> of this like '92 Chevy Beretta that we were in. Yeah, uh, and they let me keep the dome light as a trophy. As a trophy. Nice. How do you do that? Uh, like, how is that even? I couldn't do that again if I tried. Should have won uh, the competition just absolutely. for that. That's what I'm saying. I came. Give I me took, the trophy. I took 71st. Oh, so. Uh, no. Wasn't last out of 100. <laughs> wasn't last. I wasn't last. I wasn't even in the top 50, but I wasn't in the last hey. 20. <laughs> was I? I was in the bottom 30. <laughs> I don't do math. but um, So I when you pulled your car out there, I was like, oh, dude. And I think I, I, may, have, I may have said that to you or somebody else. I yeah. was like, dude, yeah. um, I don't think you want to be doing this. But yeah. we would start behind with seatbelt on. Uh, and then they'd blow the whistle, take the seatbelt off, get out, draw, and you'd have to, you know, and then you'd have to run to another point, then run to another point, run to another point. So I'm curious, yeah, like, what is, like, walk me through <clears throat> that real case scenario of, like, why you, why you would take the risk of putting your Jeep in harm's way to teach that skill. Well, and I think, I mean, that skill, we're in our cars a lot of the time, and obviously the ideal would be shooting through the car. Right, and but it's my personal vehicle, yeah. so I, I mean I can't can't do that. So I, I modified it a little bit until I could get actual cars. But I mean, where I drove over here, you know, and, and people are in their cars a lot, and that's when a lot of threats happen, and, and a lot of people don't really realize kind of how to maneuver around cars, the obstacles that we have, or what part of the car is safe, what part isn't, or or kind of like getting out just around. Getting so through, just getting out of the car yeah, was is completely different than what people see on Instagram or TV. Right. You know? And you got your gun, you got your seatbelt, you got, you know, and your adrenaline's pumping. And then you just slide over the hood and start shooting, right? <laughs> right. Like, that's yeah. how it works, like, right? Like TJ <laughs> Hooker. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of like, hey, I want to implement in my training, I want to implement things that are, 
are actually going to be useful in real life, right? So yeah. I do a lot of shooting and moving. I do a lot of, you know, inside, uh, getting in from the inside the car, outside, uh, stuff like that. That is very applicable um, to really shooting. Right. So if I'm gonna, if I'm hopping out of the car to take defense, where's the best place to be? And then, well, that really kind of depends. You you're down by your A pillar is a great place for it. Um, you know, between your axles, really good place to the rear of the car. I guess it really depends on where that threat's at, where the right? attacker is, yeah. yeah, and what they're shooting at, and what I they're mean, shooting. If they're, at. if they're shooting an AR, then it's not like watching Bad Boys where a car door will stop a bullet. Right. That's yeah, yeah. It'll go right through it. But you have different, you know, different good spots. Yeah. That, to get behind axles, uh, A pillar, B pillar, C pillar, you know. What does that mean for those that don't so know? So, like, the A pillar is right there where the um, uh, front door uh, meets where the engine is and okay. the kind of the – does that kind of make sense? So, if you're, if you're looking at it like a diagonal. Right, yeah. So, you're using you're, – you're getting the most concealment between you and the, the attacker. Right, and cover, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen those pillars stop uh, – Rounds all the way up to uh, 45, 30-06s. Okay. Even. I mean, and, and I was on training the other uh, last week. I was at our department's range, and somebody brought up a good point. It's like, hey, it's amazing how those cars, I mean, they're, you know, three, 4,000 pounds, right? The cars, right. they're held up by these pillars. That's what they are. That's they're, a good point. They're held up by these pillars, so they're pretty sturdy. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a really good point. Yeah, the door, Thanks. not so much, but. If but you, these pillars, there are some good portions of the car that would offer really thick protection if you needed it. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess a lot of the time, I guess you know, don't present yourself as a target. I mean, I right. guess that's if you're not seen, then then you're you're less likely to get hit. Right. So even if even if there is a, uh, we'll call it soft concealment. I don't know what the terminology would be, but even if you're hiding behind uh, a wooden fence. You know, you're still not seen. You you might not get shot if, if they can't aim at you. Right. Yeah. So you have that concealment where nobody can really see you or, or you're very concealed and that less likely of, of getting it. And then you have that cover, which is your your brick wall or your A pillar kind of car or whatever it is that will stop. Nebraska. That's that's where I'm going. Yep. Active shooter starts. I'm off to Nebraska. Canab, <laughs> Utah. Safest Canab. place in Utah. Yeah. Or in the U. Or I think Why the is world that, is that the safe? That is the safest place in the world. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Natural disasters. Everything else. Like, <laughs> Canab. There's nothing there. Canab, Utah. <laughs> Literally nothing there. Uh, John Wayne had a, a house there. I want to say. He's, nothing there. Nothing. There. <laughs> Not even picnic tables. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, gosh damn picnics on my watch. Listen, if you're going to eat outside, you're going to eat inside like a human being. <laughs> and if you're going to have a picnic, you lay out a red and white blanket Where did and you, you have eat it at in Disneyland? a park. Disneyland? Didn't you eat outside? That's a different. That's, <laughs> that's, that's different. different. That's a restaurant. Who goes who goes to the park and well, I guess if you're having like a kid's birthday or something like that, that's fine. But how many people are they expecting to it's have that like how many people I need to have a picnic at one time to necessitate 30 picnic tables in one residential area? Everything's bigger in Texas, bud. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. I'll accept that argument. <laughs> you know what? Simmer down. Simmer down. <laughs> I accept. Done. Point made. Explain. Uh, so as we uh, as we wind down, uh, from a guy who trains people professionally, what are some good tips for at-home training? Uh, dry fire. Dry fire, dry fire. So dry fire, pretty much get your um, your rifle or your pistol, make sure all the rounds, all the um, ammo's in a different area. 
and, and just dry fire for about five, ten minutes. So that's just consistently working, you know, one day for, you know, ten minutes, five minutes, work on your draw stroke. Dry fire, come back, and you can work on that. And the next thing, maybe you want to do uh, transitions or whatever skill set you want to improve on. I mean, it's free. It's one of those things that you just need to make sure your rounds, your bullets are in a different area so you don't shoot the light. Uh, I would also add, when you are doing dry fire drills, take a moment to pause Yes, between acquiring your target and pulling the trigger. Because if you don't, your muscle memory is going to take over, and you're going to be in a uh, a crowded room one day, and you're going to pull that out, and you're going to put a bullet through the wall. Because I've seen that happen. <laughs> it wasn't me. I didn't do that. Got it. But it's, it happens, right? Like this guy. Yeah, I know. definitely. I mean, getting in that right mindset as far as like, hey, I'm going to work on um, draw strokes. So I take all my rounds, put in a different room, make sure it's clear. I'll even tell uh, my wife or whoever I'm with, hey, this is what's going on. Put it in uh, my holster. Okay. And then that's the mindset and skill set that I'm working. And then after I'm done for about 10 minutes, I'll actually say out loud, even if there's nobody there, okay, I'm done dry firing. And that resets my brain to say, okay, I'm done dry firing. And I'll load up a mag and I'll put that gun down. Because what I see all, a lot of times is like, okay, you're done dry firing and it gets kind of fun. And then you, they'll load up their real rounds and then they'll actually Bam. pop one in the wall. And they're like, oh, Right. right. The loudest so, shot you'll ever hear is the one you're not expecting. Exactly. So. Um, and hopefully you don't hit my neighbor, your kid, no, or something kidding. like that. Yeah, that right? goes yeah. bad real quick. Yeah. yeah. All right. But so, I like what you're saying. It's those little subtle things that, like, I'm done. Or I always, when I would go out on the range with, you know, with Sounds Co., whatever else, I would, I would hand the gun to somebody else and say, will you double check, make sure this is clear. Just... Never trust yourself. Get in the habit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get in the habit. Trust yourself to the mu- muscle memory and things like that, but at the same time, don't trust yourself. Because I think a lot, of, a lot of what we do on the range is, you know, with training, it's, it's muscle memory. And yep. we, don't, we don't want that working against us. Right. right. We want um, it working for when we're there. But. Right. Yep. Uh, and like you say, train to live. Exactly. So where do people find you online? So you can find me on Instagram, uh, Lone Star underscore training 2018. Facebook, uh, Lone Star Training. Um, and then www.lonestar-training.com. Alan Carpenter, thank you very much for being here today, man. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Jim York. Eh. No. <laughs> Fair assessment. Jim, thank you for being here. All right, so let's give away, uh, let's give away this med pack. Yeah. Um, I want to see on Facebook, I want to see a picture of you on the range. You I don't have want, to. No, don't. Let's no? make it easier than that because this is what you I want to do. Okay, I want to okay. do a. Listener question episode. So okay, ask a question. It can be any question. And I, you want to ask it to us on Facebook? Yeah. Or do you want to send want to send it to us? No, just make them ask us on Facebook. Okay. So ask us a question. Post on our Facebook page. Uh, post on the face, and we'll pick somebody at random. Yep. There you go. And you'll get a free med pack. What's the uh, What's the value on this? Value is one hundred and fifty dollars. Whoa! Good night. Yeah. I I was thinking like thirty bucks. This no. is one hundred and fifty bucks. No, it's that's legit. awesome. Yeah, like it's got everything you need and then some. That's nice of you guys, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's cool. All right, so uh, thank you for joining us on Range Time today. Click that subscribe button. Give us a rating. Give us a review, and uh, tell your friends. Eh, come on. How hard is it? Tell your friends. We're tell, not Canadians. Tell your friends. <laughs> tell your friends. Eh, we hey. have a, we have a Canadian listener. Cool. I want to grow up there. We have one <laughs> one guy in Canada. You know how downloaded. close Seattle is to Vancouver, and you blew that <laughs> whole Listen, northwest no, region. Van- Vancouver, you're all right with me. <laughs> Vancouver, you guys are you guys are on on friendly territory. <laughs> oh, Seattle, don't get me started. <laughs> I've already had to issue one apology. I'm not doing another. <laughs>
Uh, that's all for uh, that's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Range Time. Till then, ready, aim, fire. <laughs> <laughs>